Hey there, my name is Samantha, and you're listening to the Lifestyle Listener Podcast. In this podcast, you'll get some lifestyle tips, healthy living advice, and a place to discuss real issues affecting real people. I am an integrative nutrition health coach, a mother of two, and a wife. So believe me when I say trying to find balance is a constant work in progress. So thanks so much for stopping by, and I hope that you get some great healthy living advice to keep you on your own wellness goals. Hey friends, Jessica and I are here today just sitting and chatting on a Thursday morning. Yeah. Threatening rain, but not really. So we were just discussing um, what's been going on recently in our lives. Um, And I was just telling Jessica, I have been watching this series on HBO called Chernobyl. And it's based on a true event back in 1986, the explosion of the nuclear power plant. Here comes the cat. Um, Chernobyl. And it's a five-part series on HBO. And if any of you out there ever watched Game of Thrones, I feel like this is like a comparable can't stop watching, cover your eyes, you know, doom is happening, but it's just like a train wreck watch, happening. So is it, is it a documentary or is it like a, it's um, a, fictional... it's a film, it's a fictional film, but the guy that did it, there's actually a podcast that goes with it. So there is a podcast that matches the series and, and after the series, so I've been listening to the podcast too. I was oh, in the car all day yesterday. And so I binge listened to like three of the podcasts. Um, so, um, but the podcast, the, uh, guy, um, from NPR interviews, the writer and, um, the producer of this series. And this guy started writing this script, um, back in like 2015. And basically he did all of his research. I mean, he like slept, ate, breathed the whole Chernobyl. He read books from personal accounts of people who were there when it happened, like the, in the, the village mm-hmm. of Pripyat, who was, that was like a mile from the plant, um, you know, so survivors from it, but uh, it is just, it is disheartening and it's, you know, it's human error. It's egos of the people working at the plant. It's, it's cover-ups, you know, Soviet cover-ups. It's egos from, you know, the upper level Soviet leaders at the time, because this is before the fall of communism. So, you know, there's, it's, you know, Gorbachev is in the series. And um, so it's, you know, it's really interesting to see it told from that perspective, especially, you know, because we were both alive during that. Although, I mean, I, I remember hearing something, but you know, you hear Chernobyl and you're like, yeah, I know something really bad happened. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, for us as Americans, that was like three months. It happened three months after I think the Challenger disaster had occurred. Um, so, you know, we were still kind of in that limbo. Um, but it affected a lot of people worldwide, even because this nuclear power plant, one of the nuclear reactors exploded. Mm-hmm. And so then you've got all this mm-hmm. radiation mm-hmm. going into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's just pouring over the town. Yeah. They had to evacuate eventually. Like, I don't think they can even live there today. No. Like, there's a, I think it's, uh, I can't, it's like a 90 kilometer, you know, zone. Crazy. That no one can go in and out. You have to have special clearance. You can go in now, but you have to have special clearance. Because um, the guy that did the series, he was talking about his experience. And they, they do tours of the plant. 
Um, but you know, you have suits on and stuff and, and you have like readers on your body to tell you like <sighs> when you've reached your limit. I mean, it's crazy. Like I'm like, I have no desire to, and I love seeing things in the world that uh-uh. yeah. <laughs> take me to Pompeii. <laughs> Don't take me to Chernobyl. <laughs> so, so I've been binge watching this series and, and I know you, Jessica's saying she has never watched Game of Thrones and I mean, Game of Thrones, you know, it's some of it is rough to get through because it is like pillaging and raping and, you know, a, a lot of blood, a lot of prosthetics. I think like when that series ended, they that was like the most widely used prosthetics in any series, movie, whatever ever made because they they had so much gore and, oh, and so, yeah, um, especially in the latter seasons. And this last season was was really good. Um, but yeah, so I think it's kind of been compared to the the addictive manner of the show like Game of Thrones because you know you you want you a lot of people remember it you want to know what happened but I mean for people who weren't alive then or who were too young to remember it's good for them to understand the atmosphere that was going on during the time of when that that incident happened yeah and hopefully it's um fairly accurate it, yeah I think from what I've listened to the podcast and how this guy did his research like even in some of the lines that the the, the main characters are saying they are taken from transcripts wow. of interviews wow. that they have given yeah um, or just documentaries that were made because I, I remember when Disney put out Pearl Harbor yeah and it was like very very controversial because they it, they wanted um, in Japan. Yeah, they. It's a very big. Um, gr- it's a very big uh, movie watching mm-hmm. uh, country, and so they like changed that. What they were saying, a lot of people were saying, was that they kind of softened it. Yeah, to make it more palatable, probably. And so you know, they felt that uh, the historians felt that you know, changing the the script uh-huh. for these young people watching it in America or wherever and it's not accurate yeah you know doing a disservice right I agree with that I mean that's like any movie that's done if you've watched you know Band of Brothers or Saving Private Ryan you know today is actually the anniversary 75th anniversary of D-Day um and you know my grandfather was in World War II and my dad loved World War II history so I I know a lot about that Vincent Normandy and everything so wow it's very moving um you know and, and I think for me personally, I I think the most important thing we have from history is to know the mistakes that were made and not repeat them. For sure. So telling history in its full manner, I think, is so important. And I, I feel like this guy that made this this series, and that's why he didn't do a movie, because he said, I couldn't get all of it into one movie and make it accurate and correct. Mm-hmm. There's only one character that he created. Um and she plays a scientist in the series, but it's because there were so many scientists involved. He's like, for lack of time, that he just kind of con- combined all of them into this one character. Yeah. Um, but everybody else is accurate. Um, the One of the characters that is followed is a firefighter that was one of the first responders after the explosion because they thought it was a roof fire. And so they're going into this open nuclear reactor and trying to put it out with water. And I mean... Oh. You know, and they they all die these horrible deaths yeah. from radiation exposure. And so the wife tells her story of her husband. And it's like this true love story that how she, you know, went through this journey with him. And he only lived, I think, like two weeks after the accident because he was so severely exposed. Um, 
and she was pregnant at the time. And so then she ends up, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, um, she ends up losing her child mm-hmm. at four hours after she gives mm-hmm. birth to it because it absorbed all mm-hmm. the radiation she was exposed to just by being around her husband in the hospital. Yeah. Cause he was so radioactive. Um, so I think, and another thing like I, I think was important when I was listening to the podcast yesterday is because, you know, I, I feel like with us, we're all about, you know, clean energy and things and, and nuclear energy. And I don't, I mean, I'm not a scientist. So I don't know a lot about it. Um, but, you know, it's still supposedly being one of the, you know, cleaner than coal burning. Um, but there also has to be some respect for it. And I think this film does a really great job of showing that, you know, if, if you're, nuclear energy can be very beneficial and work well, but the people involved and everything, it has to be respected because yeah. we don't control the atom itself, the uranium atom. It actually can control us yeah. because it has such bad consequences when it's not managed properly. And that was just what happened. It was just a lot of operator error, I think is what yeah. they were talking about. Um, so you've got to look at, look up the series. If you've not seen it, um, it's definitely worth watching, listen to the podcast. It kind of helps explain what the director and the writer, what they're trying to do yeah. in the episodes. Um, fantastic actors. None, nobody speaks Russian, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> my, my husband said that the other day. He was like, wow, these Russians sure speak really good English. <laughs> but they're all English actors. They all have kind of an English accent, um, except for one um, guy, last name is Skarsgård. He is actually from Sweden. He, and he was alive. He was living in Sweden at the time um, during this incident and and Sweden was um was it Sweden or Switzerland Switzerland maybe they were one of the first to um notice that there was um, some fallout because you know it went in the atmosphere yeah so it, it was traveling to yeah. western Europe and yeah. and I think that was you know another thing that the Soviets were trying to cover up at the time they were trying to make it not sound as oh, bad for sure as it really was. Yeah, and there was wasn't, there wasn't social media back then. Right. I know? mean, there's no Facebook, Twitter, yeah. Instagram, anything like that, you know, no selfie taken. No, know. no. Was it, was, where was the nuclear meltdown? Was it, was it South J- Korea? It was Japan. Oh, it was Japan. Yeah. When that happened a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, there were women giving birth in California that had babies that had thyroid problems. And they said that it was because of that meltdown in Japan. They oh, were linking those issues. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's just interesting how we as a as a as a human race and the way that um, you know our world has developed and our societies have developed that we have split off into countries and then like our country has split off into states and then that we've split off into cities and then we split off into suburbs and then we split off into towns and then we split off into you know religion sex and we mm-hmm. you know all of those things and 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 we all think that we're so different and we're so um differentiated you right. know like like in, we're not independent of each other or we're not we are independent of each other we are not you know together and you think of japan or russia or anything and it seems like it's to saturn you right. know right. but the fact that something melted down or something you know erupted or whatever um across the globe mm-hmm. that it actually impacts you know me in little old Cape Girardeau, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, 
it's so interesting when you think about how truly interconnected our world is Mm -hmm. and how we fight so much all the time to gain our independence constantly and do it our way Mm -hmm. when, you know, coming together would, you know, could potentially, uh, help more. Right. I mean, you think about that because I was walking around yesterday thinking, you know, because you can't see radiation happening. And, um, you know, my, my father was a radiologist, so he worked with it all the time. But, you know, when, when you've got someone who works with radiation, whether it's nuclear or, or medical, um, you know, they are measured yearly and you, you basically have a set limit of radiation you can be exposed Mm -hmm. to over your lifetime. Right. And I think like some of the people who were in the area, you know, who may or may not be alive today. I mean, they reached like their maximum lifelong radiation exposure within like two minutes, yeah. you know, and it's, I think, you know, when you walk around, you think, gosh, we are, we are so just in the dark on some things. You know, these people who were living in this town were so in the dark. Um, there was another HBO series, a friend of mine, and it's this place in St. Louis where they dumped a whole bunch of like old geranium from the, um, when they were making the atomic bomb back mm. in the, uh, you know, for Hiroshima and yeah. they had all this leftover old uranium and somehow it got dumped in this area in St. Louis. I need to go back cause I didn't watch the whole series. I kind of started getting freaked out a little bit. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh. But it's like bubbling and building and like they're saying like at some point in time it could explode. And all these people who live in the area have all these freaky cancers and and thyroid issues and lymphomas and things like that. And and it's because, um, you know, they've got they they are being exposed to this toxin. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's just two hours away from us. And so, you know, you just think, why? What, what do we have in our area that we're being exposed to inadvertently? I mean, we're all sitting here. I'm eating. I'm taking my chlorophyll tablets every day <laughs> and drinking my green juice. And you know, I don't think any amount of celery juice is going to touch that. <laughs> so, I mean, don't care what medical medium says. <laughs> it's not going to clean your system. Um, but I think, yeah, I did. That's just been something I've been thinking on, especially because I see it more from a health perspective. Of uh, course. You know what? What? What do we do? I well, mean, and that. Well, and that all comes down a lot to you know this whole thing. I mean, not to get political, but regulation versus deregulation, because people assume that a company is going to do the thing that's right. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you get a group of individuals together that's looking out for, you know, a company. It gets very blurry between what's right and what's wrong, you know? And so those, you know, just like in your health, every day, the little choices you make, you know, whether you're going to have, you know, the soda versus the water, you know, like the little choices in life are the things that end up adding up to making a big difference. And so, you know, these companies that make, you know, they come together and they have meetings and you make these little choices and they don't seem wrong. Right. They don't seem like that's a bad deal. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. That's not, you know, there's no, there's no governmental laws on that. Yeah. We can just bury it here because, you know, it's not, nothing's ever going to happen with it. It's way, way away. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, Mm -hmm. it's legal and so therefore it's fine. Right. And, um, those are the kinds of things that, you know, can really end up, we expect that a company is going to do the right thing. And, you know, a lot of times they don't, and it's not because they're evil. It's just 
one small choices mm-hmm. over time end up, you know. Yeah. So that's why a lot of times like environmental lawyers and everything, they have to have um, these laws because dumping, you know, swine sewage in right. in the water right. is actually very bad. Right. <laughs> you know, that makes the water undrinkable. Right. right. <laughs> and they're thinking, well, you know, but it gets washed out. And then the Mississippi, the Mississippi is so yeah. big and it, yeah. it comes down to small molecules and it gets filtered <laughs> anyway. And, you know, it goes on and on into where you reach this. Actually, Dumping the sewage here is the best option. <laughs> yeah. You want to be <laughs> upriver? <laughs> yeah. Right. No Louisiana drinking water is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. You can really convince yourself that you're doing the best thing for everybody. Like, well, and that's what it's funny because, you know, my dad always said, you know, he's, he was being a doctor, you know, a general practitioner at first before he got into radiology. So he, he had a lot of knowledge on the human body and, um, he, I remember when I first started kind of getting interested in health and nutrition and things that we eat. And then especially as I started like reading more and learning more about toxins and how to detox your body. And my dad always said, you know, oh, well, you know, the liver is an amazing filtration system. And, you know, and, and you eat toxins every single day and not even realize it. And it's filtering that out. Well, I mean, that's I do believe that. But there also has to be a point when how much can your liver detoxify without, you know, added help or, added, you know, or how much exposure are we getting before? Well, yeah, that's it's why not alcoholics livers goes into what cirrhosis. Cirrhosis. Or what, yeah. And then I mean, dies. yeah, it's the toxins. It yeah. can't, you know, detoxify and, anymore. And so, you know, I just thinking like on things like, you know, having a uranium burial up in St. Louis and people are, are living basically on top of it yeah. and they're playing in the streams and that, you know, and it's coming from the ground and the food and the animals are susceptible to it. Um, and I then, just, and then, you know, on top of that, maybe your organic farm is sitting on top right. of it. You and know, so, and they're and you're thinking, oh, look at those grass-fed cows! I tell you, they're what, eating that grass. My That's, organic radishes. Yes. Look how big they are! <laughs> <laughs> they're like cantaloupes. Yeah, yeah. So you know, again, it all it, it all is interconnected, right? And um, it's it's and so there's all these like hidden secrets that mm-hmm. people don't know of that we're expecting. We're expecting people to do the right thing, the ones with the knowledge, right. the ones with the power mm-hmm. to do the right thing mm-hmm. and, you know, protect us. Right. Yeah. And I feel like this movie Chernobyl, not saying that we're any, we're not anything like that, the Soviet Union in that respect. But I think it goes, goes to show that it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Human error is inevitable, oh, even in sure. the most important of situations. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if you've got someone who has a huge ego and doesn't really care they just want to you know better their position and you know i mean lives will be at stake over that so um so yeah it's a great series i definitely think you should check it out um it's it's worth watching i've been like getting on wikipedia and google and everything else science websites you know reading on it and pictures and showing you know all of that but um yeah i mean it's kind of it's kind of scary so yeah um, (laughs) yeah you know Kind of, I'm glad. I'm glad to be in the middle of the Midwest in the United States. You know, yeah. So. Call us a flyover state. Stay yeah, there. flyover states are great. Yeah. <laughs> Stay where you're on. Yeah, leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I have been. Um, I have been listening. I love to listen to a lot of podcasts, and I've. It's kind of become my binge thing instead mm-hmm. of binge watching. 
Um, you should listen to the Chernobyl podcast. I, I will mm-hmm. because I um, we have Amazon Prime and that's it. Okay. I mean, we have we have uh, we are still in the dark ages with cable, which I don't yeah. know why we still have cable, but yeah, we do. I know. And then we have Amazon Prime, and so you might be able to get to it on Amazon Prime. You could probably buy the HBO. You can. Okay. You can. But then it's like once you start doing those add-ons, yeah, it's just well, crazy. You get a free so. seven-day trial. You could binge this in seven days. Yeah. yeah. We need to um, get rid of cable but for some reason we're having trouble cutting that cord so anyway but I find myself (laughs) binging on a podcast a lot and I'll actually lay in bed and like listen to my podcast on Mm -hmm. my headphones you know before Mm -hmm. I go to bed at night but I was uh I got binge watched or binge listen to the root of evil. Have you heard this one about no. the black dahlia? No. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. that's a yeah. But you know, it is. It's highly. I highly recommend. It's not. It's not terribly graphic, but I would say that it is for me a little stomach turning mm-hmm. because the they they know although the police have not confirmed or will not confirm, but there's pretty wonderful evidence to prove that this certain guy is the killer uh-huh. of the black it was, dahlia. It was the, what didn't they think it was a physician? Yeah. His yeah. name was George Hodel. Yeah. And his, his, uh, his, son, he's been, he's the, he's the private, he was the detective. Okay. And he ended up is the one. And it was this huge cover up. Like, is it based off of a documentary? I felt like I watched that there documentary. Is, it's called, um, I am the night. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And I think I'm not, I think the podcast kind of like, yours came before the yeah. I am a night. But yeah. anyway, um, it, this is huge spoiler alerts on, you know, I'm going to just talk. So if you want to turn it off, you can, but, um, anyway, he, he, there was, you know, back then you could pay off, you know, cops and mm-hmm. you probably could still pay off cops. I don't yeah. know. But back then it was like a real, you know, we like to think you don't, but I'm yeah. sure that I'm sure it still happens somewhere, something, <laughs> somewhere. you know, but, um, anyway, uh, the uh they he had paid off you know the cops to like you know keep all of the evidence mm-hmm. safe and secret and so okay. but he but so really the show or the podcast um to me was not necessarily as much about the black dahlia as it was about george hodel the kind of sick person he was mm-hmm. his family life mm-hmm. the sick things that happened in his family mm-hmm. and then the sick things that because of the things he did actually transpired through other people's lives and it's just I don't know like I said it's really stomach turning it wasn't to me it wasn't really about the black dahlia to me but at the end of it I was like okay yeah she was murdered yeah but yeah all this that's other side stuff. side point yeah exactly <laughs> packed up and left on the side of the road yeah but that really was in the in the um podcast it was like a side point to me wow so uh I would I would highly recommend listening to that one uh it was just so interesting and in that there's another one out there so i started binge listening to some i love you know investigative reportings too i mean i I have my favorite health ones which i can tell you about that in a minute um but the other one i listened to was to live and die in la i listened to a little bit of that too. yeah and i thought that was good and then there was one have you heard about this one this was a crazy one it's called dr death Mm -hmm. oh my gosh I'm thinking this guy is like close to our age and yeah. he was out there just 
butchering these people in yeah. Texas. And I'm like, this is insane. I yeah. mean, what do people think? And the, and the crazy thing about it was that our laws protect him, Yeah, you know, right. and I think they still do they protect do, yeah. if you can't prove that he maliciously murdered you and that mm -hmm. it was just an heir. Mm -hmm. It was just Dr. Air. You really can't do much. No, you know? I mean, thanks to the doctors that did speak up and stop this guy, right. this got him arrested because no, the hospital administrations weren't even doing Because that. again, were, like yeah. Chernobyl and the, and the right. egos, they don't want to be sued at the at the hospital level. Right. So they just like pass the trash. Like, so, yeah, yeah, you hire him at the next hospital. We don't want him anymore. Yeah. So I think the life lesson on that all is, you know, what to what extent do you go to either cover up a wrong or to take the big road, take the risk and make it expose it for what it is and try and make it right. Yeah. And I think people are constantly given that choice. Absolutely. I think every day we're given that choice, whether we're going to right a wrong or we're going to just sweep it under the rug and not take um, action on it. And, you know, I, I don't know. I think that has such an implication on how our society it becomes. Well, and a lot of it is, you know, wanting to fit in. Right. Because um, they've done some research on people that, you know, there's, you know, like there's something going on, like they're, um, they're, you know, they're throwing stones at someone and, and that's just like, uh, I'm not saying actual stones, you know, literally, literally, but anyway, they're, they're showing that people are being mean or aggressive to somebody and, you know, people become uncomfortable with it, mm -hmm. but they don't, there's a big mob. They typically will either at some point, the longer it goes on, either mm -hmm. jump in and do the same thing mm -hmm. or leave, but they rarely will right. actually try to protect that, you know, individual. Mm -hmm. um, and there was some, there was some research study do, done on it. And so I'm probably butchering the research study really, but uh, it, it's just, it's people get confused, yeah. including, including me of, you know, in those situations necessarily. And, and a lot of it, it's interesting. Cause I kind of put it back on. Do you remember, um, do you remember, uh, it's still on, is it still on today? American idols? Yes. Yeah. And you remember yes. the Simon Cowell years yes. and how mean they yes. were and people would get on and they wanted to watch the show because they wanted to make fun of the people that thought they could sing. And, right. You know, and they couldn't, and I could never watch that. It always no. made me very uncomfortable. I didn't like that. Cause I just think that's just, you know, you're just degrading humanity. Yeah. Right and some there. of them like had true, you could tell that they were not exactly right. You know, right. like right. they had some kind of right. mental health issue or whatnot. And so that, I feel like at that time in, in society in America, that started all the like, it didn't start it, but it was at the same time of really um, aggressive commenting on social media. Mm -hmm. And if you were behind, you were, you had a mask, you could like mm -hmm. comment and be so mean and nasty. And now mm -hmm. we've definitely transformed a little bit more into um, evolving into yeah. like being nicer. And, you know, we're all wearing shirts that say, be kind, yeah. and, you know, be the right. light and, yeah. you know, all that shit. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> you know, we all got to like send out reminders. Send out reminders. Hey, be nice today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but so. you, and you see that, I think, you know, this makes me think of, um, when you're, when we're talking about like human egos and human error, um, throughout the decades of life that we've just been on this earth. I mean, we even see it more prevalent now with, with social media, 
with, you know, Twitter and people hiding behind their words as opposed to actually like standing in front of somebody and just saying like, Hey, I, there is a problem between you and me. And I think we need to yeah. solve it. No, I'm going to go get on my Twitter account and blast oh, yeah. your account. And the people are going to retweet it. And, yes. and I, you know, and I, I think it, instead of, of showing a strength, you know, cause people will get on Facebook and use it as like a personal vendetta. And, yeah. and I think instead of showing strength in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I feel like it, it shows a weakness of character Yeah, because I, I feel like if there is a really ish, big issue going on, then you need to, you need to address it head on. And that's taken a lot in my life to get to that point where I, I can do that because I'm not a confrontational type of person. I will do it at all costs to avoid it. If you've ever taken an anagram, I'm a number two. <laughs> number two, I'm a giver. Uh-huh. Um, and so um, I always laugh at that. And, um, but I, I do, I see that because, you know, especially now that I've got children who are in this era of social media and Facebook and Instagram and stuff, I, I think there's a lot of, of, of um, fake glamour to it. And, and there's a lot of danger zones that, can be from that um, on in terms of just, you know, bullying and, you know, making fun of people because they're hidden behind a a mask of of their words. It's a way to have power. Right. Right. Like they, except for some reason, somebody feels weak and they need power. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm not saying that they're power hungry. They're just not feeling, they're not feeling okay in their own skin. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's, if it's a personal vendetta against someone else on a personal level, right. right? You know, and they're going into Facebook and they're writing something nasty about, about somebody so that all their friends can see. Unfriend you. Yeah. I just, you know, yeah, it's, it's, but you know, also people that like write on Twitter about, you know, how Britney Spears is so X, Y, and Z. And like, like why, why do you even care? Do you care? I don't really care me. what's going on with Britney Spears. She's got some serious issues, but I'm, that's, yeah. that's like, I don't need to comment or even have a thought on that mm-hmm. because I don't, that's not my place to take care of that. It's just not, it's just not, it's low on my list. It's yeah. right after making my own fucking detergent. <laughs> 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 right or your own soap yeah, yeah. It's, you know I'm like, let me tell you that's really low really low <laughs> on my list of priorities you know <laughs> you know I, I have upped my uh, make celery juice more and take my chlorophyll extra because I don't know what radiation exposure I'm yet going on but uh so yeah I mean I'm sorry that Britney Spears is not higher my totem pole of things that I care about. Yeah. But you know, I, it's, it just goes to show that I, you know, I, I think we have gotten so wrapped up in fake things that now it's like the, the real stuff that goes on, it's, it's not really talked about or I don't know, maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm over generalizing on that, you know, cause it's like, what are the Kardashians doing today? Or, or what's it, you know, I, I don't ever listen to like TMZ or any of that stuff. No. I really don't care. I mean, yeah. I just, I used to pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. Like who's wearing what? I'm like, no, I really don't care. Cause yeah. the grand scheme of things, you know, I'm not going to go buy the product just cause they wear it. I, I just, you know, I don't really put that much faith in yeah. people who are 
celebrities, I guess. Yeah. Quote I mean, the only thing I, I every once in a while I'll turn on uh, the Kardashians or like the Real Housewives because for some reason, even though I hate gossip and um, and uh, you know fighting cat and cat fights and everything, for some reason I like to watch it on. TV right with these real well, housewives. I don't know why, in. but yeah. yeah, it's it's so if he, if my husband walks through to the uh, TV room <laughs> and sees it's on, he's like turns right back and walks out. Like, and just make sure you don't buy turnovers when you yeah, watch right, that. right, exactly. <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's a, it, just like you said, it's a diversion. It is. I mean, to think about all the real things going on in someone's life mm-hmm. is it can be overwhelming, yeah. you know, and to be able to just kind of divert to something that's just doesn't matter in your life whatsoever. Right. And to maybe, you know, um, to, uh, to take, you know, your anger out on Britney Spears, you know, which is really not the real issue. Right. Right. Exactly. It's like, it's, it's just, you know, the the dust that's covering up what's really going on underneath. Yeah. yeah, And just projecting, you know, onto poor Britney. Poor Britney. (laughs) She's been around for a while. I know. I, you know, she's a survivor. She's a survivor. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I gotta, I gotta say, you know, that, She's made some bad choices. She has. She has. <laughs> Kevin Federline. Yeah. Yeah, that was. But she's got two beautiful yeah. kids. Out That's of right. So, so you know, there's the uh, there's the silver lining in her in her story. That's so. right. But anyway, you yeah. know, I just uh, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff. Today. I know. I felt like like and the thread I think that is running through all of this, at least like from what Jessica and I are, are talking about, is is this idea of you know the human ego and and you know how how do you manage it how do you mold it into something that can do good and not you know do bad and and human nature just the the, what human nature is I mean and personal responsibility right and uh and I think noticing potentially noticing in your daily life how does your responsibility change whenever it's just you versus when it's a group of people, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just like there was a study done that somebody, or it wasn't even a study. I think it was actually happened that somebody died like on the street and there was a bunch of people that nobody called 911 because they all assumed somebody else was doing it, you right. know? Yeah. So what is personal responsibility? Yeah. It's kind of um, like my husband says, you know, I just somebody just needs to grow a set of balls. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So I get that. I mean, because I think it does. It comes down to personal responsibility. Yeah. And you know? I think a lot of people probably would say, I've got big balls. Right. But they, they're not <laughs> using them. <laughs> about the whole Chernobyl incident. I mean, that could have been avoided yeah. had it not been for poor decision-making, not taking, you know, the, the one guy in the control room that was the big bully because he wanted to make his name bigger and he wanted to get to a different position, you know, belittled the other men in the room who knew what they were doing was mm. wrong. It was going to lead to major disaster. I don't think they realized exactly what was going to happen, but the reactor was not going on the way it was supposed to. And the guy just kept saying, push the button, push the button, push the button. And then you've got this explosion and then 300,000 plus people all over the world are affected right. by that one person. Right. So it does go to show, you know, you, you do, 
we all matter in this world and how we go about our day and the, the choices that we make in terms of how you better your life and the lives around you um, can have an impact on down the road. Absolutely. It's, it's a snowball. So, yeah. yeah so and I, you know, it's. Well, and we, we all, you know, I try to think of it. I heard this from somebody else, but you know, the, we're the web of humanity. And so I think of it as this kind of giant spider web and each one of us is on that web per se. And, you know, I can link to Samantha Mm -hmm. and whenever I do something, it's just small things. I get, you know, I smile at her at the grocery store. I say, hello, maybe I help her with her groceries or, you know, what a flat tire or whatever, Mm -hmm. but that small gesture to Samantha then turns and makes a small gesture from Samantha to somebody else and from somebody else. And if you're going to heal the web of humanity, it's just doing the small things and, you know, doing the right good thing that's in your heart. Cause I don't, I mean, yeah, I think there are some true people out there, very small percentage of them. George Hodel was one that are just truly root of evil, bad people. Yeah. And I think that there is some, um, I think that there is some idea that potentially his his past and his childhood upbringing may have resulted in the way he was. But regardless, mm-hmm. um, I do believe that there are some really bad people out there. But the majority of humans, I just don't run across people that are are just inherently bad. I just, you know, in my daily life, I right. don't I don't feel like I'm running no. across just thousands of those people. Right. I think that people have bad days and that think people's uh, circumstances a lot of time dictate the way they treat others. Mm -hmm. But I think if we all just go through life with kindness, regardless of, you know, maybe that person being mean to you, because you just don't know their life. If you, if you just have kindness, um, I think that it can result in, you know, two times and three times and four times and, um, kind of like a pay it forward, you know, that movie pay it forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, that is based on this idea of doing one good thing will lead to another good thing, yeah. you know. And so it's kind of like in doing one bad thing has, you know, one bad decision leads to another bad yeah. decision to another bad decision. Exactly. So it's just, I think it's it's helping people become aware of, of you know, how they, what the choices that they make and, and the implications that those choices have. I think some people just don't really get what it when they make a decision or they go forward with the decision and how that impacts the people around them right and you know whether they're burying their head in the sand or or just ignorance right absolutely um, you know so yeah. and i mean and then we see that everywhere yeah and i believe in energy i i can walk into a room and feel a certain energy yeah. whether oh, yeah and that just like that bully and the chernobyl thing you know yeah. like there is A lot of times, you know, and especially really bad energies, I feel like there's always kind of like this one person that's like holding everybody hostage. Yeah. Uh You know? He's like the central (laughs) atom. Yeah. And the nucleus of the And everybody's just like tiptoeing around that person. Yeah. So, you know, I think just being aware of the way you're acting and and your energy and, and, you know, anyway, I think you get the point. It's just going out, you know, putting your be kind shirt on. (laughs) Be thoughtful. You matter. Hashtag. Yes. You matter. I mean, you can't. You're important. Yeah. And Rick I mean, Stuart Smalley. Yeah. You're doggone it. 
people are going to like me. I mean, let me tell you, if you have a, if you have a hard time going out in the world and being nice to others, get yourself one of those damn shirts. Oh, yeah. Because Start you, rant, chanting it in the yeah, morning. Be kind. Be you kind. can't wear be kind right. and be an asshole. Exactly. So, you know, right. if you need a little step in that direction, yeah. just get a, a, get a get half dozen of those shirts yeah. and wear one every day. One different color every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, have it your Monday shirt, your Tuesday yeah. shirt. You know, be thoughtful. Maybe yeah. it could be a Wednesday. Shake it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like, what is it? <laughs> After so many days, 30 days, 22 yeah. days, wherever it's a habit. Yeah. It becomes a habit. It yeah. takes that long for the person to actually get something into their routine. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, uh, so that's, that's your takeaway for today. <laughs> One is to go watch Chernobyl because it's an amazing series on HBO. Maybe get some podcasts and binge watch some podcasts yeah. or listen to some podcasts and just, you know, just be conscious of how you go about your day and how you do impact the people around you, whether it's your kids or your family or friends or your coworkers are just people that you see on the street, you know, yeah. because like Jessica was saying earlier, you know, one bad incident that happens halfway around the world can still have an adverse reaction in our area. Mm -hmm. So we are like it or not, even though we're all in different countries and stuff, we are still connected at some point there. Absolutely. So we are all still bonded in that because we are all human. Right. So yeah. Good, good, yeah. good talk. Good talk. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got something out of it. Anyway. I feel like we did. <laughs> I mean, I, let me get off my soapbox now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we hope you guys have a great day and uh, go out there and hashtag be kind. <laughs> See ya.